Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Our number two, the run over Joel and Fletch with the missile, the great missile here, the man of muscle. He's alongside me here at the Sporting Globe, and uh, we're going to be joined very shortly by Brad Walter for NRL.com. Trevor Hunt is in the house as well, legendary BBC commentator. To have you say, we've been joined in the back line by those at SENZ. You can text 8833 if you are listening through New Zealand. You wish to have your say or slide on into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter. And the way to do that is at Joel Fletch SEN. If you missed the first hour, the podcast is always waiting for you. That'll be through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We're also on YouTube. You can search The Run Home with Joel and Fletch and watch all your favourite moments from the show. Plenty of rugby league news to get to, Disco Dave. So let's do this. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Right, Missile, have you seen what Brooksy's done here? Not Leichhardt. Very clever. Leichhardt. Very clever. Our man Adrian Brzezenko in the Herald reporting the West Tigers will make an offer of four years, four and a half million dollars for Jerome Luai. The Panthers offered a reported 1.7 over two years. Um, it's just, he's got to take it, doesn't he? Has to take it. Oh, big bickies. Big, big bickies. The important thing here, I think, is who's reporting this story. We both know um, Adrian Prezenko pretty well, and he's usually pretty close to the mark. He, yep. doesn't, he doesn't write any rubbish or headline-grabbing articles, so pretty close to the money, I'd expect. I just... I don't know if it's a good fit for either. Um, like, if I was Luai, I, I probably wouldn't leave for that deal. If If... If they're at 850 and he goes up to, instead of 850, he goes to, what is it, 1.15. So let's say he get, gets another, what, yep. 300 a year. Yeah, but you've it's also... Right, it's right in that sweet spot of would you, wouldn't you? Because you know at the Panthers, you're at least top four, probably going to play in another grand final, probably going to play Origin, definitely going to play for Samoa. You go to the Tigers and it's, it's just a big gamble. Not... Let's not just bunker down on last year's grand final where Cleary comes to the rescue, right? That's, if that was played over and over and over and over again, we could have so many different scenarios. Broncos would have won a majority of time under that format. But so forgetting the grand final, but that exact side sands Cleary. Cleary's out of it. Could Cogger and Luai have won the comp for the Panthers? 
I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think that was 90% Cleary in that last 20 minutes. Yeah, but, but forgetting being oh, the down whole by year? Yeah, the yeah. whole so, year. So if they rolled into the finals yeah. without Cleary for whatever reason, yeah. would they have been able to win it with Luai and Cogger? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, I rate Luai very highly. Uh, more at a club level than probably an origin level. Just his style of play suits clubland a lot better. Yes. Um, I, I just think you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? Like, he doesn't know how good winning is until he goes to a side that, that isn't. And if I was him, you know, I'd be talking to a Matt Burton and saying, what's it like mm. going from near Dalian medalist to... Uh, sorry, near Clive Churchill medalist to not barely winning a game for two, three seasons. Um, yeah, th- that's a fair point you raise. I wonder if Matt Burton asked now, what would he have... I suppose he still would have made the right call, wouldn't he? I don't know. Like you can see how frustrated he gets on the field sometimes. Yep. You can even see when and when he makes a break or a half break or he puts a kick in a certain position, where if you're at the Panthers, it's a try. Yep. You're at the Bulldogs, nobody's there. It's a frustrating thing. It's a really frustrating thing. And just for for general quality of life, I mean, Luai, in terms of his surrounds, he's living where he's living where he's grown up. He's born and bred in the area. He's representing the area. He's absolutely killing it at club level. He's playing rep footy. He's, he could go down as one of the great five-eighths of all time purely off results. Yep. If he goes to the West Tigers, regardless of how he plays, if they're losing games, he'll never be remembered as a great of the game, right? Because players in those sides just don't get remembered because they don't have the, the runs on the board. I think you look at Burton's situation. So he, he's been to the Bulldogs for two years, right? So he's two less premierships than Luai. Luai's won three at the Panthers. He's got Appy there from the old days. I don't think his legacy is going to get past Nathan Cleary's at Penrith, but he's got an opportunity to go to another club with a guy he played with to maybe create something special to get them off the bottom of the ladder. Well, don't forget he might have four. his own, yeah. Because who, it's not for next year. So he, yeah, could, yeah, he could win another one, yeah. He could win who, potentially. Who's, who's the guy at the Tigers that he, played, he grew up with or played with? Happy, yeah, I'm saying happy, but I'm, I'm, I'm mm. saying, like, I'm talking, yeah. Let's say he gets a fourth premiership. You've got the Cleary connection there. Yes, he's he's achieved a lot at junior and um, senior level. Stephen Crichton's left. He potentially leaves. I think he backs himself. The way you see he how he acts with the media, with how he the the confidence he's got. I think he's got enough confidence to go. You know what? I'm going to go and join you, Appy, and I'm going to try and help turn around the West Tigers the, and build a rivalry between where I've come from. This, this will happen. I, I, I think, yeah, so. I, I think, I think it'll happen. I think, you know what? As a, as a third party, just fan of the game, not invested in either, I want to see it, it happen. Oh, you, you don't like seeing teams struggling for a long period of time. Like when the Knights were really struggling for that extended period, you didn't like seeing the Knights lose. You kind of wanted them to see them go well again. And I'm at that point now with both the Dragons and the Tigers. Of course, the Bulldogs. We've sucked for about a decade. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, at that, I'm at that point now with the Tigers and the Dragons where I'm kind of rooting for them as the yeah, underdog, yeah. which has come full circle a bit. Rooster Man says 300k mo- makes losing feel okay. Picture this, Rooster Man, and, and this is the mentality of an athlete, right? Uh, I'll, I'll give you my perspective from a swimmer. So... Let's say I'm mid-season, I'm over in Europe and I'm racing once a weekend or something in, in big meets. If I lose a race that weekend or if I lose my main race, the 100 freestyle, 
I'm hurting all week. I'm thinking, I wake up thinking about it. I yep. go to bed thinking about it. I swim my laps of a day thinking about it. It negatively affects my mindset and I have to work actively to get myself in a positive mindset to get back in the game so I can win that next weekend. If I lose a big game or a big race for an Olympics, for example, I'm thinking about that for six months, 12 months, 18 months, in, in, some, sta- in, in some instances, you know, a decade later. A football player is the same. Your, your quality of life, your quality of headspace is directly linked to your results and your profession. So you imagine, Brooksy, if you came off today off this show and said we had technical difficulties, missile swore, Joel was stumbling over all his words. So a regular show. Still a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you came off air every day going, that was terrible, yeah. that was terrible. Imagine your quality of life. Yeah. And if, if I'm sure if Jerome Luai asked Matt Burton, what's your quality of life been like for the last two years? You've got an extra 400K in the back pocket. But how's that been? How do, how, how's your family life been? How's your interactions with your friends been? How is it every time you go to the pub, someone yelling out, hey, Burton, you suck, or the Bulldogs suck, or laughing at you, rather than... If Burton stays at the Panthers, he would have played Origin every year at centre, right? Yeah. He was in there that year when he was there, and he was actually all right. The premiership he won for Penrith, mate, he was nearly best on ground. He had a blinder of a grand final. So but, three, but, but, 300K changes some things... Well, the, the other thing is to preface that it's not 300k because if you're earning, if you're earning that type of money, the tax man saying I'll grab half of it off you. Yeah. The, yeah. Mani- the manager's taking six or seven percent of yeah. it. Yeah. So really, it, it might be at the end of the day when all's said and done, it might be 140, 150 thousand. Mm. But this is why I think he's got to take this deal. Is You've got a guaranteed four years for four and a half million dollars. Brooksy, you're telling me, is he 26? Yeah, 27 in January. So it'll be 28, 29, 30, 31 years. He'll commence as a 28-year-old in, in yeah. this next contract, whether it's the two years for Penrith or whether it's the four years for the West Tigers. Do you think his best football is still ahead of him? No. No, you I think don't. think he's there now? He's, I think his best football is right now. But this is where I'm going to why he's got to take it. So he's got a guaranteed four and a half million dollars. Forgetting how much you earn each year, the Penrith deal is a guaranteed 1.7. So there's Mm. a huge discrepancy there. But if you think about running backs in the NFL or you think about Jason Tamalolo, the highlights reel for Jerome Luai, it's heavily physical. So he he loves to run the ball. You know, he's a running half. uh, half. So what does that look like if you come back half a peg in speed? in three years' time at the completion of... So if he backed himself and said, I want to stay for two years at Penrith, is that $4.5 million type money still going to be waiting yeah. for him? I don't know it is. I, I think if he wants to be a million-dollar player, he's got to take it now. It's $4.5 million for four years. So for the West Tigers, they've got uh, Sullivan, uh, Young, Finu, and Caesar. Caesar's only one year, right? So let's say... Uh, Caesar does his year, then Luai goes there, and they've got Finu, Sullivan, and, and Luai. One of those young guns is, is being punted, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, how would this be affecting their preseason and their, their mindset just right now, seeing that? No, I, well, I think. Okay. I'd, I think they have zero effect on the So they, each, each of those individuals would be thinking, I'll be the one to partner Luai. You just got to you got to back yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. got to back yourself, and yeah. and if Luai's to come, well, you got to back yourself to get another contract. Um, so there you go. Dave does, he, Klimmer, does he by fit the way. in? Does he fit in at the West Tigers? Uh, He's a very polarizing figure publicly. Yeah, but I, I reckon if you're in his camp, 
I reckon if you asked every Penrith player privately, they'd probably love him. Yeah. Absolutely love him. But I can see how he aggravates uh, people uh, publicly with the way he sort of goes about it. That, that's, that's fine. He's a competitor. Um, where's this one here? Uh, a stack of text messages coming through. But I saw one. Uh, somebody was saying that, oh, Sugar, if Tigers are shopping around Clemmer, who the hell is getting paid massive overs? Well, it might be Jerome mm. Loy. But this is Wild Panther who's commenting on that. David Clemmer could be the odd man out at the West Tigers in their pursuit of Jerome Luai. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough for Clem. He, he had a decent season last year, but, but he's now getting on a little bit, isn't he? And that, same analogy. Taumalolo, mm. the yep. physical type player, the running back in the NFL. You know, it's, it's going to be hard for Clem. Yeah, big, he's, he's on big money too, remember? Yep. Like the, the Knights had to pay him big money to get him from the Bulldogs. And the Tigers have had to obviously match that. I'm not sure if uh, the Knights would still be paying a part of that contract, but he's probably not the tackle-busting player that he once was. But what some forwards have when they get older is that short passing game yes. or offload game or late footwork at the line. Like, Josh Papali'i is nowhere near as robust as he was, uh, say, three, four years ago, but he's still got that late footwork at the line that works really well, that gives him a lot of tries, gives him space, gets him through, gets his head through the defensive line and he's also got a short passing game in an offload so yep. he doesn't age as poorly as a front rower whereas Clem is quite one dimensional he's a beast in that one dimension but as he gets older uh, he's quite predictable but I mean in that West Tigers pack I, I feel like they need an old hard nose like Clemmer take him out of that Tigers forward pack Joel and if you were an opposition who would you be saying oh worried about running into so-and-so this weekend at the Tigers. Like, who's the enforcer if Clemmer's out of there? Well, I, I, I don't know why they're letting Bloor go. To, I, I like Bloor. I like, I like Bloor. Utoi Kamanu. I like uh, Fadua Pole. Um, there's some good young players there. Pole's a good player, yeah. I, I reckon you're picking a good squad to go to, the West Tigers. I honestly think it's not the worst on paper. Shane Flanagan shows interest in the Cowboys' half. Tommy did, and we're hearing this via APP. Well, AAP, rather. And if he decides... I want to test the market. He knows that we would love to have a talk. He's a young half-player at Origin, got the world at his feet. He could be the future halfback of this club for another five or six years, says Shane Funny. Remember when Tommy did in the poor bugger? He debuted with the Broncos. Yeah. And I reckon he maybe lost his first 20 games or something yeah. or something like that Yeah. Uh, as a starting halfback. And then the Cowboys just uh, turned him into a terrific player. Phil Gould, uh, speaking about the Bulldogs, he was on with Jimmy Smith yesterday talking about expansion and other things. Here's the great Gus Gould on SEM with Jimmy Smith. I've got no problem with the game expanding. I think it's only good for the game. And I know Peter Volandis is keen on that fact as well. It's been well publicised. We're probably going to have an NRL franchise from PNG, um, which is important. But um, there are other areas around in New Zealand and Australia. Big, strong front rowers and little halfbacks aren't just born on the eastern seaboard of Australia. In New South Wales and Queensland, they're born all over the world. So further yeah. we can stretch our talent scouting and our ability to give them professional coaching uh, in their teenage years is, is, is very important. Okay, there he is, the great man. Uh, thoughts on that, Missile? Yeah, I, I agree with Gus. Um, we, we do need to expand and there, there is some good possibilities. Um, where that talent comes from, you know, will, will they bring in that rule from to allow rugby players? Is that where we're getting extra talent? Oh, I don't necessarily think there's a lack of talent. I always love that thing that Wayne Bennett said where he said there's a lack of coaching 
rather than talent. Um, just on, on Shane Flanagan, he reminds me of like a 18, 19-year-old kid who's been a big night out on the piss. Oh, what? And he's, uh, he's come home empty, empty-handed and he's jumped on Tinder. Oh, and he's no. just swiping right on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Flanagan, swipe right. He's swiping, he's swiping right Everything, anything. <laughs> Every player that comes up at the moment, Shane Flanagan says we're going hard at this player. God, just chill. Flano, please chill text Flano. me and tell me you heard what Miss Sophie said. <laughs> oh, please tell, text me that. NRL Grid, have you heard about that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, have you had, given it a go? Yeah, I've I gave it a go yesterday. Oh, is this one you did yesterday? Uh, no, I haven't done that one. Check I must it out. have done Tuesday. If you love your rugby league, it's, it's nrlgrid.com. And it's a bit like um, during COVID, what was the game we were all playing? You only get one a day. W- w- Wordle. Wordle. Oh, right. Wordle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got one of these every day. Um, where basically you, you work it out when you see it, but it, it's a lot of fun. Did you do that in other sports? So NFL have done it. Oh, Football have they? Done, yeah, so NRL is just the last one to get I'll, I'll oh, give our okay. listeners the hardest one for the day, see okay. if they can get it. So I'd say the hardest one here. Yep. Um, the hardest one here would be probably this one, nine. Uh, a player... Oh, no, this would be the hardest what, one. What, what's the numbers mean, by so the way? So the numbers is how many players fit into that category. Oh, right. So possibility of how many players could gotcha. you get. Well, let's give let's get them to to get the lowest score possible. A player who played for the Broncos and also played for Queensland. See who you can oh, get. That, what player can you name? That's so easy that one. But it's so easy. But you need to get the lowest score possible. So the more people that pick that player. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The higher the number. Oh, right. So if you can get a number below zero, like zero point something, <laughs> that means you've picked oh, a player that nobody's thought gotcha. of. Gotcha. So the more rare. The more rare. Gotcha. The better. Oh, I didn't know so that. So let's see if any of our listeners can come up with a really low score for a player that played for Brisbane yep. and for Queensland. That's really that's good. That's tough. Yeah, that's good. Now, yeah. now I'm hearing you. Uh, there we go. Okay. Uh, now, if you're in New Zealand and you want to have your say, text double eight double three or slide into our dms on instagram at joel fletch sen tiktok twitter and instagram is the way to do that one 1170 after the break we're going to stay on nrl brad walter from nrl.com is going to drop in uh, plenty to talk about with vegas coming up about 98 days away so much to get to that's all on the other side of this on the run home with joel and fletch brad walter from nrl.com is going to join us uh, after the news very very shortly any questions nrl related i'm sure the great man will have you covered with that one 1170 and uh, the missiles well and truly into NRL grid mode, aren't you? Yeah, people are going nuts on the text line. So our lowest score so far, believe it or not. So the goal is, Brooksy, you missed this bit. Name a player that played for both Brisbane and Queensland that people wouldn't think of. An obscure name. The lowest score from all our texts, we've had heaps in. We've had Brad Meyer, Dane yep. Carl, or uh, 50 texts there. But the lowest score so far, believe it or not, is Steve Renoff. Steve, 0.2. I can't there's one, there's one player lower. So the lowest one possible that it said on this is how 0.19. How could it be lower than the Pearl? I mean, how could the Pearl be so yeah, close I know. to the People end? aren't thinking of him. Maybe people think it's so obvious that they're not saying him. Oh, no, that's right. Because if the points go to the lowest one, they're probably thinking he's they're so obvious. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't have him. I wonder if it's like Darren Lockyer. What happens if I type in Darren Lockyer? No, 2.1. Okay. So people get thinking someone more obscure. Yeah, I love this game. Anyway, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say or text 0457 736 736. I'm interested to chat with Brad about PNG and where he's been over there for some time. So interested to see how that all plays out. In other news, um, and hello if you're listening in New Zealand, because 
your coach in the rugby league is staying on, according to the New Zealand Herald. Michael Maguire will reportedly stay on as head coach of New Zealand after a group of Kiwis old boys were pushing for his sack. I'll tell you what's going to happen, though. The moment they get beat, yeah. this is, this is going to get loud. You can't keep winning, can you? At some point, you're going to trip over. And do you I think he should stay? I do. Of course you should. Yeah. Mate, 30, it's one of the great victories, one yeah. of the great coaching performances in our time. Really. Our biggest I, loss. Of course. I couldn't understand it, but then again, I do the show with Scope, and he's quite incensed by the whole thing. Feels very strongly that Maguire can't do both. So, I mean... He's he's on the ground and you know he is a Kiwi, but see I Dave don't know. Rennie who who coached the Wallabies. I, I had no issue with him being a Kiwi. Did you? Uh, not really. We we had a um, a Dutch coach Ooh. of the Australian swim team. Well, we had a Dutch coach of the Matildas. Yeah, the only difference being he was Dutch Swedish. A uh, Swedish. But we had. Uh, Aussie yeah, Goose. 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 Yeah. Goose, rather. Goose. And the other guy? You would think that Australia would never need anything other than an Australian swim coach, given that pound for pound, yes. we're generally the best swimming nation in the world. That True. was a little bit weird. And that the, the coin that he was on when the swimmers were on unders was a little bit concerning. But um, How big a part does, like, I believe in rugby league, the coach has such a massive say in how a team goes. To the point where, I keep saying this, if you genuinely... See, we've had this salary cap for a long, long time, and the best teams are still the best teams, yeah. and the plotters are still the plotters. And you know why I reckon that is? I reckon if you included the coach's salary only into the player's salary cap, that, that would, would level rem- the playing field. Well, it would go a long mm-hmm. way to level it up. Yeah. With Bellamy, like Bellamy's reportedly on two million or something like that. Yeah. That would hurt Melbourne having to pay him so much, and I think it, it would, would level the field. Yeah. Um, so but, for but, the, well, the swim team, well, yeah. for you, so you have an individual coach, right? Who you're with day to day. Yeah. Then the Australian swim team has a coach as a whole of the Australian swim team. The difference they would make to the performance of the swimmers, zero. If anything, it would only go into the negatives. They could only stuff things up. But how does... How does <laughs> <laughs> he swims a breaststroke. Or something. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. But how does that align with... Like, how does that align with your actual coach... And then you've got the team Most of the time, your coach. individual coach butts heads with the national yeah, coach because they're telling you, giving you different feedback. It's a, it's a dumb concept, to be honest. Um, I'm not 100% sure why you even need a... That they're more like a, a manager, I guess, than a, than a coach because they're not telling you, do this with your stroke or anything like that. They're kind of giving pump-up speeches yeah, to the team, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. but it's not really necessary in swimming. Like the last person you see before you head out on pool deck and, you know into the bright lights as your own personal coach. Yes. So I don't even know why they have one. So tell me, um, could you win, or has a swimmer in more recent times, won a world championship or something without a coach? No, you not possible. It's not, you, you need that coach. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when we get Brad on in a second, I've got a little... Uh, I came up with a, a little idea on the weekend. You'll like this because you're, you're an idea man. Yeah, yeah, you're an ideas man right. and I've come up with an idea. I, well, think I, can solve, I think I can solve the problem of rugby players coming to NRL. Okay, let's talk about that on the other side of this. We'll talk about and go through the Golden Boot nominees as well. Brad Walter, NRL.com to join us right after the news. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. The missile, James the missile, man of muscle. Magnuson is here live at the Sporting Globe, bit of a drizzly sort of Sydney afternoon day, but we're having a lot of fun here nonetheless. If you're in and around uh, King Street Wall, feel free to pop down and catch up with the team. Plenty of text coming through relating to the game. Uh, and it says here, what is the name of the game app? Well, the game we've been playing is 
Uh, NRLgrid.com. That's what you need to do there. You can just uh, Google it. Just Google NRL Grid and it comes straight up. Yes. Plenty to talk about with Rugby League. Now, the senior journalist of NRL.com happens to be Mr. Brad Walter. And he's in the studio, which happens to be the sporting light. <laughs> and he's uh, taking up with the, the local drop as well, which is good to see. Brad, how are you, mate? Mate, I'm really good. And, yeah, thanks for having me. It's, it's great to be here. What an awesome setup. I haven't been to this bar before. You've been in Papua New Guinea for about a month. I have, yeah. It was fantastic. For up, up there for the Pacific Championships. Okay, before we get right into that... Uh, the missile tease before we went to the break that you had a novel idea missile. Okay, so we're talking about giving salary cap exemption to uh, rugby players to come to the NRL. Now, can we agree we only we only really want the stars? Yep, that's what they're talking about. So my idea is rather than having salary cap dispensation for the individual club, that player gets double payments for any rep game they play. So if they come to the NRL and are successful. Uh, let's say Marky Mark, the winger. Let's yep. say he comes to the Roosters. He's successful. He yep. then plays for New South Wales. Instead of getting thirty thousand per game, he gets sixty thousand per game. Right. So instead of getting ninety thousand, he gets one hundred and eighty thousand for Origin. Yep. He's then been so successful. He then plays for Australia. So instead of getting the ten thousand per game or whatever for Australia, he then gets twenty thousand per game for Australia. All up, he'd get say somewhere in the in the region of two hundred and forty thousand dollars extra for playing all the rep games in a year. Yes. So if he's a star, if he comes from rugby, there's no advantage to the Roosters because he's not he's not getting that extra money from the Roosters, but every time he represents, he gets double payments. Thoughts, Brad. So, well, if he's a dud, he doesn't... Yeah, he yeah doesn't too bad. Yeah. yeah, too bad. Because he's got to back himself, right? And, and him coming... If he's coming from the Wallabies to the Roosters, he's surely backing himself in to get back up to the Kangaroos, right? Or you wouldn't come across. See, me personally, whether it's that model or whether it's uh, the salary cap dispensation, I'm not a fan. And the reason being is I hate businesses who... It annoys me when businesses reward new customers more so than their own loyal customers, right? So yeah. w- why should Caelan Ponger have to max out at $1.2 million yet blah, blah comes in? And you've seen the reverse of this with Joseph Swali. Um, my idea, just is this... this nothing to do with what we're talking about here, but the NFL target. I believe, see there, I'm happy for an NFL player to come over with a huge exemption for salary cap because it's, you're trialling a totally new thing. It's, yeah. not, it's not a sure bet, okay? So I'm happy for every team to have a free kick at however much you want to pay an athlete from over there. But Brad, I reckon where we need to go is the opportunity for Australia into America, I think, is via the NRLW. Because if the NRLW at the moment, and, and you guys would have the numbers, but the average rugby league NRL player of the male variety probably started playing their first game of tackle rugby league at maybe 9 or 10. Right now, and this is going to grow because all these girls are now playing it, but right now the average age would probably be 16 or 17 when they played their first ever game, which means the athlete from America, if we target those girls and fill up the NRLW with a lot of American ladies they can catch up far quicker than what the same age boy can do, in my opinion, as it stands. That, that's, why, that's why the standard of the NRLW keeps rising Correct. each year, because the players are obviously playing at a higher level, getting more experience, and we are now getting girls come through. I think maybe Keely Davis yep. was the first player to have played rugby league or been able to play rugby league from 
under sevens or whatever all the way through. So she's like 22, I think. Right. So th that's the, you know, so anyone older than 22, they had to stop playing at some stage. They, they didn't have those opportunities. So, yeah, you're 100% right. And from what I understand, the combine that's being talked about, there's a lot, a lot of focus on the NRLW, NRL there players. Is. There's going to be, I believe, that there could. there's also going to be uh, NRLW combine. Yeah, because I could easily see eight or ten American girls very quickly playing NRLW, yep. far quicker than what I could see eight or ten yep. NFL college I footballers like playing. And, 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 you know, you think um, you've got these girls that are maybe gone through college football, maybe are professional athletes in, in other sports. Look at the impact that the, um, the Rugby Sevens players that have come to the NRLW have had as well, yes. like how good they've all been and, uh, you know, from, from the from New Zealand and from the Australian Rugby Sevens team. So there's potentially athletes of that calibre, yep. um, you know, have had that background, that training, uh, who, who could adapt pretty quickly. you agree with all that, Miss Hall? Yeah, I was just thinking while you're speaking about what uh, athletes would you get at the combine on the female side of things. You, are you getting sort of failed WNBA players? Or because they don't have a, to my knowledge, they don't have a women's NFL, right? Yeah. So are you getting track track athletes, I guess, would be first and foremost. I hadn't, I hadn't have thought about the WNBA players. That's, that's not a bad angle. They'd be pretty skillful. And they'd have uh, the endurance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, outside, I guess, football, soccer players. Yeah. But there's probably, the, the thing that I've always found, like, if you go and play in your local touch comp and play mixed, girls are right up there on skill level with guys at touch football, right? They, yeah. they, they're playing touch football from five or six. So I think that's a part of the reason that the NRLW's got such a jump on the AFLW. AFL. Yes. Because of the touch football skills. Um, where do the, uh, the American women get that, just a basic catch pass and get back 10 metres from? That's the... Yeah, that's the thing. That's probably maybe wingers and uh, second rowers potentially. But, Brad, just back on to P&G. And, and if you, you, you work for the NRL, so clearly you're going to be pro it. But sell us... For the person who's sitting out there who might be 50-50, I'm on board it, but the first person who may be 50-50 about P&G being an expansion team, what would you say to them? Well, I, I, at the moment, from what my experience of being up there for four weeks, I couldn't see any reason why they wouldn't be the team. I couldn't see any negatives. Um, I felt safe, and albeit, look, the NRL were very security conscious when yep. I was there, so probably, you know, it wasn't like I was out wandering the streets. Yep. Um, but, you know, there's pe people up there like, so Tony Archer's right up there now. He's in charge of officiating, and he's, they're going to introduce the captain's challenge in PNG next season in the in the Digicel Cup. They want to make the Digicel Cup. How does that go currently, that competition? Yeah, well, it's very popular. Yeah. I haven't seen much of it. I yeah. probably mm -hmm. haven't seen any of it, to be honest. Yeah. But they want to make it the third biggest or the third best rugby league competition in the world after the NRL and the Super League. And yeah. so they've got Tony Archer up there introducing... They're going to, they're going to have a captain, captain's challenge. Um, they've got independent doctors, wow. um, you know, for HIAs, etc. So anything that happens in the NRL, they replicate it in that competition there. Um, Joey Grimmer used to be at Parramatta and, and he was at the Dragons yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good and it's been around Joey. for a long time. So Joey's up there and he's working in Pathways. Right. And he's like, he coached the Junior Kummels. Um, they went close against the Australian Schoolboys. It was a pretty clo very close game. And he's like identifying talent. This And his biggest issue was going to be there's so many 
kids, how do you find the talent? There's, yeah. You know, so it's a good problem to have, really. It's a, it's an awesome problem to have. And, like, just a, a, a couple of little anecdotes from up there. So jo Joey was telling me that one of the best local grounds, and the local grounds, seriously, don't have a blade of grass on them, right? Really? Be but, and he said, but one of the best local grounds, they play 160 games every week end on them. That's why it's got no grass. Whoa. Right? And they train five nights a week. That's the demand of, of the interest of the game. That's the interest of the game. It's just They just all want to play. So those games are like eight minutes each way, you know, wow. just yeah. to, so that everybody can get on. Do you wow. think that players that played for PNG would live uh, and play in Port Moresby, or are you more of a Cairns? I, th I think for the first five years or so, it would have to be Cairns, um, because, like, at the moment, the, the P, the, there's, like, there's a fair transition, not just in footy, but in lifestyle yeah. for players from PNG coming to the NRL, and that's probably why we haven't seen that that many, you yes. know, obviously Justin Oliver, Marcus By, and those sort of guys. But the Hunters, they're like a sort of transition team. So there's like there's 11 of the Kumuls are playing in the Super League. Yes, you know, so that they come from PNG into the Hunters, play in the Queensland Cup, learn about obviously professionalism, but also like life skills um, to be able to then go to England and play in the Super League or move to Australia on a full-time basis to play with an NRL club. So there's, you know, the pathways are being developed, you know, from Joey Grimmer's yes. work through to to, to the, the Hunters. Um, but it's obviously, if we were to bring a team in, you know, in the next couple of years, there's not a ready, no. the number of players. Not 17 no. local players, no. That's right. But, like, hopefully, you know, yeah. the NRL team will be the top. Yep. Of the path of the tree, and then jo Joey Grimmer's work was the bottom of the pathways, and so the more players, there'll be like an elevator bringing those players up, and there are yep. so many players there. And as I said, they want to make the local comp the third best competition in the world. So the talent, there's no doubt the talent's there and will be there. And I assume that, you know, I think it's got to start in Cairns to attract players, but uh, or somewhere like that. But you know, eventually it's a PNG team, so yeah. it would have to be based in Port Moresby. And it's not, you know, I was sending my wife photos and she said it looks like Vanuatu. Wow. Yeah. You know, so. I'll have five bucks on everyone saying Wayne Bennett, you know, I'll have five bucks Justin Holbrook. He had the win over there, uh, coaching them in a huge upset in the final. Um, so. And he the, loved it. And he loved it. Yeah. And they loved him. Yes, yes. And, and I can tell you just the media interest, like we all know the fan interest, the media interest. Um, there was a press conference room there because I was the media manager. There was a press conference room. Justin Holbrook walked in, his, his first press conference, and he just sort of stuck, poked his head around the door and he said, holy hell. <laughs> like, the room, it was standing room only, wow. about 30 yeah. people in there, and he said, Titans games. Yeah. Don't get any, That's you know. right. I'll tell you what, too. He's a great coach, and we're seeing Madge on the comeback. We'll see the comeback for Justin Holbrook in one... Uh, very, very soon, I think. Uh, Brad Wilder, NRL.com. Thanks for the update there, mate. We, we've got a thousand things we could have got to you, but we've got to get to this break. Thanks for coming down to the Sporting Globe. No, pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Brad Wilder, you can catch all his great work on NRL.com. We're breaking back with more. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and Fletch. Really good chat with uh, Brad Walter, NRL.com, all about PNG, and he gave us a fascinating insight into what's going to be happening over there. What can happen over there? Reptile says, great call, guys, on WNBA players. Uh, he was talking about as well, there's a Euro League. Uh, they can earn about 500000 a year 
in the WNBA and the EuroLeague, apparently. So the Reptile... Reptile's talking through his Chaminda. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, they're enjoying the game, this... Uh, what do we call it? The wedding call? NRL grid. NRL grid. Yeah, good game. You mentioned uh, in the break, Miss Ollie, it's pumping out here, and Thursdays has become the old Friday, hasn't it? Because I think for COVID now, a lot of businesses are working from home Fridays. Mondays and Fridays, and you see it on the roads really? when you're driving. Oh yeah, when you see it, when you're driving home. Oh, did did you get onto the um, Fletcher's uh, toll road? Not yet. I forgot about that. But as soon you, as but I you know of it. Yeah, yeah, I know of it. Yeah. I know of it. Yeah, did yeah. you do it? I did it. I, what, did, got, what did I get back? I got, uh, I got seven fifties a max. I got a seven fifty and a six hundred. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'll get the details off air about what I actually have to do. I listen. Quite simple. It's quite simple. Yeah. yeah. The service. This is for people in New South Wales. Service New South Wales app. Yeah. Follow the instructions. Um, we were just talking. There's a lot of people down here on. Christmas parties and all that kind of jazz. Mm. What's doing with the SEN Christmas party this year, Brooksy? Oh, there is talk. Golf could be involved. Really? Golf. Clubs. Indoor. Irons. Indoor golf or? Maybe outdoor. Mm. Just around the golf? No. That is part of it. Maybe a 19th hole. It's not, well. it's not um, what's the drinking golf game? You ever did that? Beer golf. Beer golf. Do you ever do that? Is that where you go to a pub and there's like a par? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Balmain's the best place for that. That's the best yes. place for it, 100%. <laughs> Tane's on the text line and he says, uh, sorry, Miss Isle, a rugby convert that would play any rep game. I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, uh, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the um, the highlights of young Marky Mark yet, but apparently he's an absolute gun and super young. Yeah. Mark Nawonga Nitawase. Yes. Oh, there you Bang. go. Bang. Nitawase. Um, no, apparently he's... You better the first time. He's a bona fide star. Yeah. And he's, what, 18 or 19 or something like that. Super yeah. young. Yeah. Ah, he could play ref footy. Why not? Why not? Why not? one 300 We've got a break. It's the run home with Joel and the missile on Little Friday this Thursday. We'll catch you on the other side of this. Welcome back. Run home with Joel and Fletch pumping down here at the Sporting Globe. Come on down if you're around King Street Wharf in Sydney where we're broadcasting this afternoon. This one comes through. Good afternoon, boys. How good would it be to have Law in the half with Sullivan for the Tigers next season, says T4L. Um, the only thing is they're T4L, so all this talk that you're hearing for most of the signings being reported in the papers, etc., it is for 2024, uh, 2025, rather. So those players, because of the way we have it set up at the moment, are now able to discuss with other clubs and sign for 2025, which does agitate fans. Uh, we can appreciate that. one 1170 News coming up very shortly. On the other side of the news, legendary BBC Rugby League commentator Trevor Hunt is going to jump in the chair to talk all things uh, English Rugby League. He is the vice president of the RLF. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, those players coming out. What should we expect from them? What's happening in the Super League? Should we be playing the World Club Challenge in Vegas? Plenty to discuss with the great man, Trevor Hunt. Plenty of funny stories he'll have to share with us as well on the other side of this. Two hours done and dusted here on the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to the Hyundai Kona N-Line. Imagined to be bold and a big, big hour still to come right after the news. A break and back with more.